You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. The show handle at She Said Talks, my personal handle, or Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. That's our social media trifecta, so you can check us out there. We'll talk with Dr. Scott today as the offseason continues into 2020. Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. We're going to break down the analytics, the sabermetrics of two of the Brewers' acquisitions in this offseason. Two of many. Uh, we'll, we'll talk today about Justin Smoke and Ryan Healy, the corner infielders the Brewers signed to short-term deals. Justin Smoke uh, signed as a free agent, and he has an option for 2021. And Ryan Healy just signed as a straight-up free agent uh, as well and just on a one-year deal. So we'll talk about that and uh, and break down the analytics behind it. And then we'll we'll talk, you know, as the in future podcasts here, just about what the strategy here is with David Stearns. And I know that we're not done. I, I don't think Stearns is done. I think he wants to do more, but it's becoming it feels <laughs> more and more like the splash move or the idea the Brewers are going to at least match their salary payroll from last year, their their amount of 120 you know, plus million on opening day is just not going to happen. And I find both those ideas extremely discouraging, right? I think that you look at all the the different moves that have been made here, bringing back Eric Sogart, Smoke, Healy, Brett Anderson, uh, you know, uh, Esval Garcia, Lindblom, you know, a lot of these guys that they have, have brought in, they even signed Keon Broxton to a minor league contract, among some other guys. Trade, the trade for uh, Navarra as the catcher, you know, and, and the trade with San Diego. Eric Lauer. You know, just to name all these guys who have been, who have been sort of acquired, not sort of, but have been acquired by the Brewers, and all the moves they've made, and some filled holes that they needed to fill when they let other guys go, obviously, as we all know. I think a lot of it, though, provides Craig Council with a lot more versatility, even more than he already had with with the way that the Brewers construct themselves, to make some interesting decisions and moves you know, all throughout this 2020 season. But it, it may bring the floor of the Brewers, you know, the the, the bottom level of their play up. And it may make them a little more consistent offensively. But is there anything close to being able to put them over the top here? I mean, do, do you feel like, yeah, this is, you know, what you're looking for is, is it was the splash free agent. It didn't happen. 
a splash trade. Well, there were some trades, but splashes? Uh. So where does that leave us? It leaves me perplexed. It leaves me confused. Because you, the window is here with Yelich, right? You've got three years. 2020, 2021, 2022. And some people say, well, they're they're saving money to sign Christian Yelich to a $300 million deal. I doubt it. I doubt it, right? He's going to be 30 by that time. The Brewers aren't going to tie up however many years it takes to, to sign Yelich at that point. I mean, I'd love the idea of him taking a, a discount to lock up future years. Now he did so in Miami, you know, and that's what he did. And he essentially, he, you know, he didn't bet on himself, I guess you could say. He took the long-term security, the financial security, which is, which is great. But think of the money he would be making if he was a free agent this year. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's, I shudder to think of the money that Christian Yelich would command. And so... You know, he's kind of throwing away those years, so to speak, and you take the bet, right? You, you, you still He's still financially secure for the rest of his life so long as he, you know, is not spending every day in the offseason in Vegas betting on, you know, black and the roulette table. I mean, he's not. And so that's great on him. But, boy, there's a lot of money that, that was left out there, as it turns out. And, you know, can the Brewers convince him to do something like that again? Probably not. Are they even trying I don't know. It doesn't. They don't strike me as a club uh, who is even going to try to sign a big free agent ever. You know, and I get it. But I thought maybe they could make a little splash this this offseason. Maybe not a big time like huge free agent, but maybe a second tier guy. You know, maybe they could drop a you know a four year eighty million dollars on somebody, something like that. They didn't do it. They had the opportunity, it seems like, but they didn't do it. And maybe they feel like they can't ever do it. I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting to try and figure out what's in Mark Adonacio's brain, what's in David Stern's head. I don't know. But this is turning into something that's disappointing. I know I know there's a ways to go. But even when they cut ties with all these guys, Grandal and Moustakis and Thames and, you know, the pitchies, pitchers they let go and all that stuff, I, I still thought, well, okay, that's a lot of moves, but, you know, they're clearing the house to, to try and really go get somebody here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it's happening. So, anyway, we'll talk more about that in my uh, my depressed state here in the first few days of 2020 in future podcasts. But we'll bring in Dr. Scott because I do want to get sort of the the inside look, the analytics look at Justin Smoke and Ryan Healy and what they're bringing to the Brewers here is a couple new players who we are going to see probably a lot of, particularly Smoke here in 2020. So. We'll talk about that next. We'll break those guys down analytically. That's up next. You're locked on Brewers. There is a lot going on in Wisconsin sports. Man, it's a good time. Good number of years. Good generational number of years to be a Wisconsin sports fan, right? You talk about the Badgers. Well, there's a podcast for that. Locked on Badgers. You talk about the Packers. There's a podcast for that. Locked on Packers. How about the Bucks? Best record in the NBA. There's a podcast for that too. Guess what it's called? Locked on Bucks. Check out the Wisconsin Locked On podcast because they are they are in full gear this time of year, and it's a lot of fun to have the daily podcast for all of those teams uh, rocking and rolling. So check them out. It's Tuesday, and even in the new year, that means Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. He made it to 2020. We weren't sure, uh, but he's with us now. He's a you know he's a psychiatrist, and that's or psych, whatever you are, psychologist, something with the mind. No, oh no, the first one. I 
psychiatrist. Don't don't shortchange me now. I don't know the no, difference. No, nothing <laughs> against psychologists. Okay, well, <laughs> let's I, start over. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're good. No, you don't have to. You don't have to rip on entire professions, Doctor Scott. Anyway, uh, we are here <laughs> to talk about the Brewers and uh, a couple of specific acquisitions here. By the way, find Doctor Scott at brewmaths.com. Also, brew underscore maths on Twitter, uh, where he's got a lot of great sabermetric stats. As you remember, he's our Brewers Sabermetrics genius, Dr. Scott. And, uh. Uh, don't. It's good. Wear it. Uh, love it. It's who you are. Uh, let's talk about uh, Justin Smoke and Ryan, who spells his name R-Y-O-N. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Ryan Healy. Uh, Brewers signed a First couple. First one of, ever. Exactly. Brewers signed a couple of free agent corner infielders. So, look, uh, I guess technically speaking, they have addressed every position that of need i mean starting pitching the catcher a little depth at shortstop a little depth at second base depending on how you use eric sogard first base third base yeah mm-hmm. yeah so tell me about we'll get more to that in a minute mm-hmm. but tell me about justin smoke <laughs> let's start there because here's a guy who actually i mean i would in in a given year i would say this is a pretty good signing because uh you know he's got a uh option for 2021 he's got a lot of power he's maybe a little upgrade from eric thames you can still platoon him uh so tell me about justin smoke and what what you see from him there's a lot to be excited about with smoke um he you know like you said it's a guy we get for relatively cheap we have him on the hook for another year after that the blue jays if you look at his 2019 numbers you can kind of get a little bit worried i mean 208 342 and 406 as a slash Nothing to, you know, jump off the page and impress you. But then you consider that he had a 223 BABIP last year, and his career BABIP is 266. And so last year he definitely was the benefit uh, or the uh, um, victim, I should say, of uh, bad luck. His OPS last year was 748, and his OPS plus was 101. Now, if you look at the career numbers, his career OPS is 744, and his OPS plus is 104. So last year is fairly indicative of what he's going to do at the plate uh except he should bring a bit more of batting average uh with him to miller park now this was all in toronto or in canada too so i mean when we put his numbers into miller park you would expect those all to jump to a certain degree um now let's not forget that in 2017 this guy was an all-star he hit 38 home runs um, and that year his BABIP was 285. So if you get him to hit anywhere around his career average, the guy is probably going to hit you 30 home runs. And you can almost guarantee that in Miller Park. Um, now, he's a switch hitter, and he has hit a lot more left-handed over his career, 300 or 3,249 plate appearances from the left side versus 1,366 from the right. Hmm. Um, he, he hits a little bit hot for higher average from the right side but he has a lot more power uh from the left side and that typically is what you know he he goes up to the plate as um now over the last three years you look at his home run totals 38 home runs in 2017 25 in 2018 and 2019 last year the year of bad luck um he the year he hit uh or i'm sorry last year when he hit 22 his war was only 0.6 as well after it it was 2.3 in 2018 and 3.5 in 2017 and so there was definitely a trend here where it looked like his home runs were dropping his war was dropping but then you consider the fact that he's 
his games, he played 158 games in 2017, 147 in 18, and 121 last year. And so the war is a cumulative stat. And so just by virtue of the, you know, he didn't play as much last year. And so his war suffered because of that. Um, now, we've only been talking about him at the plate. If you look at him in the field, he has the second highest fielding percentage among active first basemen uh, right now at 996. And his range factor per nine, uh, which is a kind of a convoluted defensive stat, but it tries to get at how much ground a guy covers and how effective he is at getting outs. Um, his range factor per nine is 9.05, which is ninth amongst uh, active first basemen. And so what we signed here is a guy who uh, can hit, he can get on base at a very high clip, and even when he's not um, hitting for average, he's still able to keep his on-base percentage high. Last year, in fact, he had 79 walks, which was eighth in the AL. So he's a crafty guy. He knows how to get on, and if you put him in Miller Park, um, we should probably see something closer to his 2017 numbers when he was an all-star than you know last year. So just a little refresher, uh, Dr. Scott, for all the Baseball fans listening who may be, you know, really old, decrepit, ignorant. What is BABIP again? <laughs> I mean, it is bad. Just stop listening. Stop watching the game, you old, crusty. <laughs> All right, listen up. Turn up your hearing aids. <laughs> yeah. BABIP is batting average on balls in play. Okay. And so, that, so yeah. Yeah. every ball that's hit uh, that is not either a foul ball or home run. Um, you know, you you kind of qualify those. Yeah, so the guy, obviously, he you know you want uh, a, a good babip uh, because it signifies that when you make contact, it's solid, and uh, and that's what Smoke has had. And hopefully, he can Brewers probably betting a little more on his previous two years rather than 2019, right? They, they see the player of 2017 and maybe 2018 a little bit rather than 2019, and uh, think he can return to form at a place like Miller Park. Well, you don't, you know, the thing too is that the numbers don't just, you don't have to like wish for him to be better next year or hope for him or project it. You know, all you have to do is say he should be better next year based on what he's done so far and the year he had last year. Yeah. It, it looked like he just had some bad luck. Yeah, yeah. Canada mm-hmm. runs out. You know, it just gets, after, after a while, you just, you, it spits you out. It's a, it's a tough country up there. Uh, rough. So you hear him about a side, all the time. A side note about Smoke is that he is the all-time home run king for the Gamecocks. I just wanted an excuse to say that on your podcast. I appreciate that. That's I yeah, feel no used, problem. but you know, Gamecocks. There no, you just didn't say it once there, Doctor Scott. See, I had respect, <laughs> and you're, you're just—it's overkill now. Uh, we're talking with Doctor Scott. <laughs> Brew Maths uh, is the is the website. Uh, Brewmaths.com. Sabermetrics. Brewers. Craziness. Uh, at brew underscore maths as well on uh, Twitter. So check him out there. Follow me. Go there. Do all of that stuff. Yeah, I'm so trying to grow this yeah. thing. Hey, he's on Twitter. Like, I mean, again, if you if you follow his Twitter account, you say, do you really work, Dr. Scott? When you're listening to people in <laughs> sessions, are you just on Twitter? All right. You know what, what we have to qualify like? here? We have to we have to get into this, Ben. Since you, since you already have recognized that I'm a genius, what you have to yeah. uh, understand is that we're really good at multitasking. So Okay. Yeah, I don't even. I don't want to tell you about my ice cream brand or my clothing line or any of that stuff. We can get into that later. Judging from your uh, emoji picture, not your emoji, your uh, avatar picture. <laughs> this is the word I'm looking for. Uh, your fashion. Uh, I just I'd stick with brew mess. All right, Ryan Healy. <laughs> Ryan Healy. 
Uh, third baseman, uh, one-year contract, R-Y-O-N, <laughs> once again. Uh, with an O. What do we got here with Ryan Healy and the Brewers? What well, we Ryan for? Healy is – I'm wondering if he's buddies with uh, Moose and Yelly and, and all those in Braun because he's a Cali boy. Um, okay. It seems like a lot of the Brewers are. He's a 27-year-old guy who plays on the corners, first and third. He's much better at first than he is at third. Um, not exactly a serviceable third baseman, but we'll, we'll get into that. He's a pretty good athlete. He's six foot five, two twenty-five, a big dude, um, and he's entering his fifth season. Uh, it's kind of just like Smoke. You look at last year, and you can kind of get a little confused. He only played forty-seven uh, games last year. Healy did because he had hip pain. And uh, it sounds to me, based on what I've read, you know, I didn't examine him or look at any of his images, but you look at you Although look at could, his because you're a medical doctor. Just want to get that right. in there. Okay, that's right. That's right. I could I could hack into his medical record and go to jail, maybe. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen any of his stuff or examined him. But the guy, um, he just had a hip debridement pr- procedure, and it didn't talk about any complications or any issues with it. And a hip debridement basically is they go in and clean up the joint. Um, so his stats last year were all kind of with this nagging injury in the background. He hit 237 with a 289 on base percentage and 456 slugging percentage. Those are pretty indicative um, of what he does over his career. If you look at his 162 game averages, uh, his slash is 261, 298, and 452. He averages 28 home runs and 68 RBIs with an OPS plus a 104. And so the guy has some pop. He doesn't necessarily hit for average, but what you're going to get with him year in and year out, if you kind of expect him to keep playing like he has, and he should get better. I mean, he's only 27. Uh, the guy is going to hit you about 25 home runs. Or, um, sorry, uh, he's going to hit you about 250 with 25 home runs and 70 RBIs. Um, in the field, that's where things get a little bit more dicey. His fielding percentage at first is 993, so pretty darn good. But at third, it's 925, mm-hmm. which... Yeah, 39 errors and 1,700 chances. So he's not uh, the best third baseman. Uh, you could probably get away with him there if you used a lot of shifting. Um, but you look at all the other numbers, too. His his DRS, or defensive run, saved at first, negative six. At third, negative seven. His range factor per game at first, 7.73. At third, 2.34. Um, so, you know, he's not necessarily a good fielder. But before i get down on him um he's another guy you look at his um production from the plate we kind of flip back over to what he's good at his babip last year was 262 um and his career babip is 298 now what you need to know about that stat uh we could talk about it for an hour and wouldn't have to repeat ourselves it's pretty complex but the the thing you need to know is that if you give any major league hitter enough at bats, typically their BABIP approximates 300. Now that doesn't mean every player will approximate that. Every player kind of has a different set point. And what determines that is the exit velocity, the launch angle, the defense, there's a lot of, and then luck. There's a bunch of stuff that goes into this, but guys who consistently hit the ball hard, like Keston Hira, his BABIP last year was around 400, I think. Hmm. I think it was over 400. Um, and so a guy like him, you would expect over his career to have a consistently higher BABIP. But after 800 plate appearances, a player's BABIP is kind of like their set point. You look at it like, well, this is kind of what you'd expect this guy to do you know, uh, from this point forward. And so if you have any 
big variations in the BIP from year to year. Like let's say, well, let's take Healy, 298 career BIP, and last year it was 262. So you would expect that to kind of approximate the 298 or come back closer to that next year. And all of his stats should uh, follow suit. So okay. he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a guy who can play. Yeah, it's just so it feels to me as we kind of wrap up here, Doctor Scott. It feels to me that the Brewers have have sort of uh, signed a lot of guys. You know, uh, you know some some guys that are familiar faces, some guys that aren't. Obviously, uh, some fresh blood, which is nice. But it sounds to me like third base is kind of a like a we'll throw whoever makes sense on a given day over there. You know, I don't know who their everyday third baseman is going to be. If you're talking about Healy being a a liability there, honestly, at a nine twenty five fielding percentage. Uh and, I think that I know, think that you started off beautifully. What you kinda did is you 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 started this segment off by saying that the brewers have how did you say it? They they improve their floor or raise their yeah. floor. What I was saying was that they, they have uh I think David Stearns because he has been very active in the off season, right? It's 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 not satisfying yet because there's no two things. One, there's no you know, splash free agent, really. Uh, but he signed mm-hmm. a lot of guys who probably are solid, and it maybe the Brewers can have a more even offensive performance this year, maybe, than last year. Mm-hmm. But they're also, you know, where's your star? You lost a, a Moustakis, you lost a, you know, a, a Grandal, and mm-hmm. wh- where's your, where's your, you know, impact player there? Now, you already have some on the team, and Yelich and, and Keston Hira. I think they're probably depending on a lot from Keston Hira, but the floor comes up. But but the disappointing mm-hmm. thing is there's no splash. And if the trend continues here, and I don't know how it's not, it's looking more and more like it will be, even though I didn't quite believe it would they would do this, you know, back in early December. And that is that they they're going to slash their payroll a bunch, which is enormously disappointing, right? It's there's no way around it. The fan base, me included, disappointed greatly by that. I mean, I just. Mm-hmm. I'm just I I don't understand it. I don't understand what they're trying to do. So that's it's hard. To, it's hard to watch that. The thing I would say is this: that <clears throat> last year the roster you could argue was top heavy. We were we were hoping that these guys who we were paying a lot of money at the top were going to compensate for a lot of these younger guys who couldn't quite pull their game together yet, or who might not pan out. Well, none of those guys panned out like we thought they would last year, and it exposed that approach this year what stern seems to be doing is evening all the the roster out he's kind of distributing the talent uh even even onto the bench and we see you know guys like garcia sogard uh every one of these guys smoke they're all versatile they're all pros and they <clears throat> all can do one or two things pretty well and so i think what he's found is a lot of guys who are going to fill niches and we have a month yet, you know, a yeah. couple months yet before things start to pick up. And if he can make one or two more moves and solidify this roster with a guy who's kind of more towards that superstar spectrum or on the end of that spectrum, I think that suddenly you have a team that is better than last year. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, you know, and I'm it was each passing day, my hope is fading on that end because I, I agree with you. I like what he's done in a vacuum. I like the the you know the moves of, of solidifying a lot of positions of of you know filling a lot of holes and making it more consistent I think throughout I think you'd see that but the the gaping hole is one the splash player the the borderline yep. superstar that they did not get and I I'm just skeptical at this point and two 
slashing payroll the way they have. I just, uh, you know, I some fans say, "Well, maybe they're saving money to sign Yelich," and I'm thinking, nah, "I don't, I don't buy it." Uh, yeah. And so I'm a little, I'm perplexed at this point. The window you know. is here now. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear so you. We'll see. We'll talk more about that uh, as, of course, this off season rolls along. Pitchers and catchers only days away. I don't even know what it is. As long as you keep calling me a genius, I'll keep coming back. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stop. I just like saying it. Uh, It's Dr. Scott. (laughs) Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. Thank you, Dr. Scott. We'll talk to you next week. All right. See you then. Dr. Scott at Brew underscore Maths on Twitter. Always a great follow. Throws a lot of stats at you each and every day, all joking aside. Totally worth a follow on Twitter and, of course, uh, at BrewMaths.com. So you can check out his sabermetrics, and we will continue to talk about not only the sabermetrics of the team, but but what the strategy might be here for the Brewers. <laughs> I just, I'm like I said, a little perplexed. We'll talk more about that as the uh, week goes along here. Uh, but again, thanks to Dr. Scott for uh, joining us and at least uh, you know, showing some positive aspects of some of these guys. Again, look, these guys, some of them are, are solid players. A lot of them solid players. But are they going to be enough to compete, to contend, to send the Brewers to the playoffs for the third straight year with an MVP-like player in Christian Yelich? Well, I'm not seeing it right now. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks or at Lockdown Brewers. Also, Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get, your car, you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast. Locked on Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. Talk to you soon when we deliver your Brewers fix right here on Locked on Brewers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.